to the podcast on the mount. We have another special guest. Uh, some of you may or may not know him. I don't. I don't know. Um, but it uh, this podcast is a awesomely perfect episode you, of of. Uh, well, yeah, you can go ahead. You, you mean you mean perfectly awesome? Uh, I think you misspoke there. I mean that's okay. No, it's, just, it's awesomely it's, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that what? Did I say perfectly awesome? No. Oh. Okay. So yeah, well, so yeah, so my guest is none other than Kevin, Kevin Perfection. Uh, it's also my cousin. So is this is this a, like nepotism? Well, I mean, that's it's all right though, right? I mean, yeah, never hurt anybody, right? I mean, I started the podcast, so <laughs> what, who's gonna say something? <laughs> I, I guess you. So yeah. Hello. Uh, yes, yeah, Kevin. Um, let's see. I think. You were my like my first tag team partner, right? Wow, I, I was. I think so. Yeah, I think, we, I think we were so, did yeah. the perfectly awesome, awesomely perfect tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and but but we didn't. It didn't start like in a ring. We started. No, no. In we a, started in, in a living room. In a living room. <laughs> You're right. In my parents' house in the living room. <laughs> yeah. I I remember like we were like choke slam one another and we would just kind of like fall back yeah. onto the couch right yeah we would ru- i think we ruined one of those couches oh my gosh old couch my grandma had but you know yeah it was a lot of fun uh my brothers would be involved in it too and yeah we would have entrance music playing on just the tv and- yeah well and we would use the when we use music on the xbox that you had stored on there yeah and then we would just like randomize it and we do a rumble yeah, sometimes we would do a rumble, and then every time someone get eliminated, then they they would take the Xbox remote, run out of the room, and then just hit play, and then whatever music played, they'd come out as that character. Yeah, and I think the smallest place we did that was in your room, right? Uh, yeah, I think we've done yeah. that a couple times. I think we also ruined your uh, that futon. That futon I had, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that futon was pretty comfortable, but then at the end it just was like a little cradle. Like it was stuck halfway between couch and, and bed. And yeah. 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 So, yeah, first tag team partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think you were like one of the founding members. It was you and I and your brothers, I guess, we did, started the AWF. Yeah, the very right? first. I mean, it was, yeah, we just, it, it, I don't know, the, I don't know where, it, when it started. Like, how, how, I, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, our first audience was my little brother and sister. I mean, they oh. were. I don't know yes. if they were, like, they were, watching us because it was fun or they were just really concerned. They were dedicated. We were, yeah, they were dedicated. They were de- dedicated to yeah. us. But then, um, I think, I mean, I also was watching, like this, I told you before, I was watching some old YouTube clips or videos that we did. And I think the last one you were in was the Fallout 2009. Yeah. I don't Man. remember looking back at some other ones. Twelve years ago. It just seems weird. Yeah. It seems really weird, but yeah. Those were always really fun. I always, yeah, I mean, whatever kind of crowd, whether it was, like, little brother and sister or, like, anything we did, like, at some other places. Yeah. Because uh, we, we went on tour. We had different venues. Yeah, so. we, we did a youth lock-in. Yeah, we uh, did. For, for New Year's Eve, and that was probably our biggest crowd. Yeah. So. Yeah, we almost we almost didn't even have uh, an opponent. <laughs> yeah. Because our opponent was asleep. <laughs> but we did two there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, we did do two. Because we first, we first went against Michael... Uh, and Nathan or Spike. Yeah, Spike, yeah. And then what was the second? I don't and, remember the second. And the second one, uh, I don't remember which one was first. But you're right, we did go against them. But then on another one, I thought we went against Ben and was it Andrew? And he had like his karate gi and stuff. Oh my gosh, was it that? I one? don't remember that. 
I probably was so bad that we didn't record it. <laughs> right. Or we recorded it and then we just burned it. Yeah. We, we didn't were, delete it. We yeah. didn't like, eh. We, we just, just set it on fire. Yeah, we're just, we're going to put that over there. Yeah. So, yeah. That, and that was a long time ago. And now, now we, we don't do anything. Yeah. We don't. We watch it. We watch. Yeah. And we reminisce. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it was probably a bad idea to do it at a lock-in at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning because then true. the audience is asleep. Yeah. You know. But I think I think most of them were paying attention. Most oh, of yeah. Them were awake. Yeah, it looked like And, it. like, I think most of them weren't even wrestling fans. Like, yeah, it was just, like, the four of us, or maybe there was probably a handful of people yeah. who were like... Oh, wait, no, I remember one. It wasn't it against Zach and, and his friend Chris, right? They came out in that match against oh. and Spike at the and end. They were helping. Oh, yeah. they did a run in. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end they did a run in and helped help them win okay. or, or something. And so That's uh, right. I was yeah, I was looking back on it. I was watching it and yeah, they, they did a run in at the very end and beat us up and but I remember the opening line to that video was I said uh you, you were saying welcome to Awesomely perfect appreciation. You said awesomely perfect. I did. Yes, I can. I can show oh, you the video no. after this. I'm sure it's edited. I'm sure. You well, I mean, I did it. edit. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but then, but then I got on there and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I guess I can't remember. But it was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I remember. Like, like let let me tell you. You know, like the only way you touch is we you, we stick oh, out our hand. Yeah, right. so, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, I remember some all famous that. JBL lines that we used, and so. That was like it was a lot of fun, and then, and then we would go and we would get on mats, and then we have some uh, some older clips when when you weren't in it anymore, we were actually in a ring mm. finally, but it was a boxing ring, so there was no give oh, no. to that ring, and it was like huge. It was like it's got to be twenty feet by twenty feet that ring. It was massive and it was heavy, and I I I don't miss it because you know putting that together was pretty easy mm-hmm. until you, but we had to sometimes we had to move it and get it straight because it didn't set up like an actual wrestling ring did right and so but then the worst part was taking it down because everybody's tired oh yeah yeah and nobody nobody would want to oh, yeah i gotta go uh, yeah we had a, we had a few of those people but i was the one in charge so i, I couldn't i couldn't do that right so but we did it at a ziggler park mm. uh which is they're still there but there's no building there anymore Oh, they took it down. Yeah, it's they gone. they demolished it a couple okay. of years ago. So, hmm. but uh, and we haven't we haven't done it since. So, and I mean, then AWF went on a little bit longer uh, into actual licensing and training, and nice, and then yeah. I don't know, we went for only several months, and then we we stopped, and then yeah. most of us, some of us, went on to continue to. But I re- I remember having a match against you mm-hmm. out. At the old building, yeah. Um, and I thought that that it was just me versus you, and that was when like Keith was in it and Devin and all these other people. Because I remember my wife and like some other people came out to watch us. I don't so know. If do you we remember. do we have it at the 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 New Beginnings building? Do yeah, we have it at yeah. Ziggler? No, it was at the New Beginnings building. I don't remember that. Yeah, because I have a uh, there's a picture that I have of being backstage with everybody else. Oh, okay, and, we're, and, we're, and we're, I remember yeah. I thought that we had like like st- like a baking sheet or something that got that we hit each other with, and 
Well, I know we did. I know. I know. In that match against Michael and Nate and Spike, we Wait, had a cookie sheet. John, oh. listen. John was our referee. I remember I watched, that watched too. It, and you went to hit him with a cookie sheet. And he just he just like lays down. He doesn't doesn't he <laughs> does just, it sell it or nothing. It doesn't, doesn't right. Yeah, it doesn't sell or anything. So yeah, it was so funny because just watching that, I had to crack up because John was just like. <laughs> Yeah, falls over. Yeah, it didn't, yeah. didn't do anything. And then so that's when the run, the run-in happened and awesomely perfect appreciation night did not go as planned. Yeah, so, it was ruined is yeah. what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Yes. Ruined. Yes. Ruined. Just straight ruined. Ruined. And uh, so we, I think we need to have another one, another awesomely perfect appreciation night. Yeah, I mean, over a decade is too long to go without one. Yeah, exactly. I mean... I understand you can't have it every night. I mean, you could, but you know, yeah. I understand. I mean, with, yeah, with the with the right people around, they can appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, they should together. Yeah, we should be in the AWF Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there's only one person we ever put into the AWF Hall of Fame, and it was it was KJ Pastor Kujenga. We gave him a plaque and everything, and it, hmm. yeah, it was so funny. I don't know where we presented it to him. Maybe at a church on a Sunday or whatever, yeah. but we presented it. I don't know where it is. He probably did toss it. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe we should have a, an awards ceremony. Yeah, give everybody like different the awards. Yeah, like do the it Slammies, like that. but with, with AWF, yeah. You can call it the perfecties. The perfecties? Yeah. What about the awesomies? I mean, we want we want it to be a good award, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so how did you come up with the name Kevin Perfection? Well, see, this is the way that I remember it, and so obviously I've had some trouble remembering some of the things uh, already, but the way I thought it was is you and I were in your old Honda Accord driving around town going wherever it was we were going, and we were trying to think of names for each other. Okay. And so then I thought you came up with Kevin Perfection for me, Yeah. and then I came up with Robbie Awesome for you but that's that's what i thought was that's, that you had came up with kevin perfection that's actually how i remember it too we, we okay. but but it was i don't i don't remember being in my honda i remember it be we were in your room and we were playing that draft game that we made uh, yeah. and so we put each other in there draft game. and you were like you know yeah robbie awesome and i'm like kevin perfection and then it just kind of went from there yeah it kind of just rolled off the tongue and it kind of yeah. stuck and that was, yeah, did, did you have like a uh, like a nickname, like the moniker, you know, like well, who was it that Mark Gendrak, you know, an old professional wrestler, he was the mm. reflection of perfection. Did you do anything like that, or were you were just Kevin Perfection? Uh, no, I mean it was Kevin Perfection, but you know, I, we kind of toyed around with the reflection of perfection. Yeah. But I mean, I had some other things. I mean, I like I drew from a bunch of different people, mainly like a lot of people. It was drawn from like you know Shawn Michaels or yeah. like Ric Flair, you know, styling, profiling, yeah. or, or Shawn Michaels because you know I liked his story and all that. So he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, but then it's also pulling from like I had the perfect slam and that, that model that after like Kurt Angle, or like I had the perfect lock and that was after like Chris Masters and he had the oh, master right, lock, yeah. or I had like uh, I mean just different ones like that. So. I could, pull from just different people yeah and i always always was a big Shawn michaels fan too so i just did the super kick yeah and i, I don't remember i think i called it like the awestruck or something like that i don't remember but i yeah. called a lot of names i had a bunch of different finishing moves one later on in doing wrestling and i called it just stuck with the awestruck name it, so it was the like awestruck yeah. stuff yeah it did <laughs> <We> all stuck <laughs> uh <laughs> so but uh, i mean a lot of the moves that i had picked to do were moves that we could do like in our living room. Yes. You know, like I wasn't wanting to do a jackknife power bomb or something like that, <laughs> or like a pump handle slam. You know, yeah. if anybody knows these things, I'm not 
anyway. Yeah, but but you know, like an angle slam is just basically picking somebody up. And yeah. Somebody down, you know. Yeah, or, it was it was funny because you would you would just stand with your back to the couch and then you you know put my arm over your shoulder and just kind of pretend to lift and I would just fall. Yeah, fall backwards. <laughs> fall back. Yeah. On there. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was crazy. Well, and it was it was crazy. I don't know. I don't know if, if you were if you were still part of it at that time, but I I came up with our lockdown match. So we had we it was when we had the full ring and everything, and I was I think it was even when we had the boxing ring. We first did it where what was almost like the poor man's elimination chamber. Okay. And so you had four people at each post. You had one person at each post, mm-hmm. and they were blindfolded and zip tied to the post. And you had two people start in the ring, and then every so often people get get released into yeah. it and it was a lockdown match and eventually when awf it was done and we went went to srpw me and kyle uh, they used that lockdown match in it but i was never in a met the lockdown a lockdown match what yeah i mean you came up with it but i came you, up with it but i, yeah. I, I, I mean i was never, inspiration off of it like an elimination chamber yeah. but you never got to be in it yeah never and so it's, it's crazy because after i was done they still they still use it a couple of times what about that one we did with like Brian and a couple other guys when we did it up at Oh, that was. Okay, sorry, that was a lockdown match. Okay. When we did it at Cornerstone yeah. Hill Spring. Um yeah, we had that and I was I was in that and I forgot but and it was who was it? It was we had planned to put someone through a table. You know, and I was already eliminated by this point and I wanted I wanted to see someone get put through a table. So after I got eliminated I just rolled out of the ring and um I just laid up on the stairs while they were doing it. And I was like, bam, someone went through the table. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who won that match, but yeah, I don't, it was, I don't think it was for a championship or anything. Maybe it was, but um, what's sad is I, I don't I don't know where the AWF championship is anymore. What? I don't know what happened to it. Who had it last? I don't, I don't know. You don't even know? I, can, I, remember, I, remember, I, re- I remember when I used it at SRPW, and I just put an American flag sticker on it. For, mm-hmm. It was a placeholder title, and so it was the U.S. title until we got the Patriot title, but I still co- carried it around because I lost the Patriot title. And I was like, no, I'm still the champion. And, and then I don't know what happened to it. So I'm really mm. sad because that belt was, even though it, was, it wasn't a great, like, really awesome, you know, expensive belt, yeah. it, was, it was still... You had memories with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the first, like, I mean, belt. Like, there's yeah. something about having, like, the belt. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that was uh, that was it was some good times, you know. And it, every once in a while, I still think about like actually, there's a wrestling show coming up on Saturday that I want to go watch. Take mm-hmm. my son to, and uh, I'm going to talk to the people who run it and see how I can help out with it. Because you know, I'm not necessarily wrestle. I want to get back in shape and then maybe hop back in the ring. But uh, I definitely want to at least help out somebody, especially manager. I love being a manager because I can, yeah. I'm the I'm the mic guy. I can get on the mic and I can. Right, stir up the crowd you need to. And, and managers are, are really important. I mean, some of the best stables or tag teams or, or individuals, like, they might be good at one part, but they might not be good at the, the mic part. Yeah. And so managers can really help out. Yeah. And, and that's a lot of the fun to me, too. I mean, I, don't, I wasn't ever a manager for anybody. Were you ever yeah. a manager? Mm-hmm. Who were you a manager for? Uh, I was a manager for Kyle for a little bit and okay. uh, some other people, um, a guy named Diamond. Uh, he was mm. he was a newer guy, and so uh, after I was there for a while, you know, I was used to kind of help boost these other all these newer guys up. And so that's why I like doing is you know if I can help push somebody, that's what they use in the wrestling world. Mm. Then then I can I really enjoy doing that. So yeah, yeah. that was a was a lot of wrestling talk. 
Um, so you may not be into wrestling. So if you've already turned this off, or you can fast forward, whatever you want to do. But oh uh, we'll just take a quick break. Maybe use the restroom, get something to drink. And then we'll get into our text, which will be John chapter 4. This is Scoop Walker on Grillum for God with Pastor Mark to talk about understanding the Bible. Thanks, Scoop. Uh, that's Mike. Right, Mitch. Let's talk about John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, exactly what does that mean? Well, Scoop, it says that God loved the world so much... No, 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 what does it really mean? I think the passage is clear, uh, Scoop. Our listening audience wants to know the hidden meaning. I think you're trying to read more into it than you need to. God gave his message in simple-to-understand language. But isn't it significant that every third letter spells Forgoblotten? That's Swedish for cold spaghetti. That means something. Will you just read the passage? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio at lifelinepro.com. All right, welcome back to the podcast. So sorry about that long ramble about our wrestling history, but but uh, we have fun. Sometimes we miss it, sometimes we don't. Yeah. So I miss parts of it, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, like I said, we're going to get into John chapter 4. Um, and so, uh, you may or may not know this story. Uh, it's a pretty popular story, but uh, it is about, um, you know, Jesus uh, stopping at the well, and he talks to this woman, um, and he uh, talks about the water, the living water. And let me pull it up here. So, we're going to read uh, John chapter 4. And I'm reading out of the ESV version. Um, NIV version is pretty good in New King James. But um, so, like, verse, we'll start in verse 1 and we'll read a little bit and we'll talk about it and then we'll, we'll keep on going. So, so now, uh, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. Um, I was reading this. I found it funny that the Pharisees, who were supposed to be these religious leaders, were looking at Jesus and his disciples and like, well, he's doing more than this other guy who's supposed to be doing the same thing for the same God. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was really weird. And I think I think sometimes Christians Christians today can be like that. They'll look at other Christians, and be like maybe jealous or like, well, I'm going to do something. Like that. Why am I going? Why don't I get to do that or something? You know. Um, so uh, that, that, that's what I was looking at that. And uh, I wrote down some notes. The Pharisees were upset. Jesus and disciples were baptizing people. And they did, uh, then they did uh, more than John was doing. Um, and so, so we don't need to look at other Christians and churches that are doing what we think is more. Because if you're doing anything for the kingdom of God, yeah. I mean, what does it matter who's, you know, who, like, is, is it a contest? I mean, do you think sometimes it can feels like that? I mean, I know I felt like that, you know, in the past, just myself. Like sometimes things are just like it's a competition instead right. of instead of seeing the goal, you know. Yeah. And then how does it, you know, it, is it being accomplished? Right. Yeah. The, we don't. Yeah. We. I. I was like. I, I've been like that way too. Where I'll look up. Um, you know, I'll be uh, hearing someone preach, and I'm like, my mind, I'm like, man, I want to be up there. 
I want to do this. And I'm like, why are they going to be up there? Da, da, da. And or why haven't I got reached this stage? But, you know, we're all different stages in this walk we call life and uh, Christianity. So um, we have to be careful, too, I think, because sometimes we, we want, you know, like in your example, like you just gave, you know, is it for the right reasons or is it for something else? You know, because yeah. I don't want to be up there for any glory at all. You know, right. And so if it's, you know, if you feel like it's a really powerful message, you know, and then you're like, oh, I want to give a message like that. You know, yeah, got to search yourself and make sure you're right for the right reason. Yeah, you just can't be up there, um, you know, seeking glory for yourself. And I don't think there's anything wrong with like, you know, I want to be want to be this beacon that people look to. You know, I, I think I think that that's okay, but it's more like I don't I don't I want people to look at me and not see me, but I want people right. to see Jesus working through my life. Yeah. So uh, I think you Your know reflection perfection. Oh goodness! <laughs> oh, that's called a callback. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, where were we at? First four? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, verse three. So he left Judea. Uh, so verse four, and so he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. Um, and studying this, it it, it, it caused about it's about noon is 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 when it is so it's hot during the day Jesus had been traveling a long time he's been doing a lot of work um and uh it was it was funny so I was reading up on Samaria and it, it goes it go it, it talks about it a little bit further down uh where this some the people in Samaria were also Jews but they had different practices and different ways of doing things that were other Jews were like, that's, that's, a little, that's a little too much. That's a little crazy. So when you had these Jews uh, of the same God, but they were like they had issues with one another. And I, I mean, I think I think Christians could be like that today, especially with all these denominations and other religions out there. Um, you know, we know that. You know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, and no other. You can't get through, can't get to God, you know, without Him. Uh, but yeah. uh, I think we look at the other people who believe the same. I think sometimes we look at them like, okay, well, they're doing it that way. I don't like that way, so they're automatically my enemy, or I have to look down on them because they're not doing it my way or the way I'm used to it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that we get comfortable, and some of it's you know up, upbringing, it's what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Some of it might look or seem uncomfortable or, or right. be uncomfortable. Um, I think some things that make us uncomfortable, you know, doesn't. I, I think everybody, just human nature, their knee-jerk reaction is, okay, I'm going to get away from that because nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Right. But you know, sometimes when you, you're presented with something uncomfortable, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever mm-hmm. uncomfortable situation comes up, just look at it and. and and really study it. You know, yeah. why is this making me uncomfortable? Is it uncomfortable because it's wrong? Right. Is it uncomfortable because it's just different or new, like, you know, yeah. new or yeah. Um, well, yeah, you 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 have uh, you know when when people have a phobia of something, usually you know doctors usually get to the point where they have to expose those people to something they're afraid of. So spiders. Now that's so they're going to put spiders all over your body, but they're going to expose you to spiders. They're going to expose you to snakes, so you can see and experience. Okay. I may be afraid of these things, but the more you're around something, it becomes 
you become more comfortable with it. And that could be good and that could be bad. Yeah, it could be good, but it could be bad too. Yeah. You're right. Um, one thing that stuck out was it said Jews, Jews wouldn't go through Samaria because of the practices of those within the city. But they were Jews as well, we know. Um, and well, this stuck out to me and said Samaria kind of sounds like some area. Yeah. And so, you know, a little play on words. So uh, there are, are things in our life, things that make us uncomfortable, things we fear, things we don't want to do. Um, maybe that God asks us to. But there are some things that we'll, we will avoid and we will take the long way around. Like a lot of people did. You know, Jews would not travel through Samaria. They'd go completely around. And sometimes that path is easier than going just straight through. But but it said it said in here, um, what verse? Uh, verse four. And so it said that he had to pass through Samaria. Uh, so talking about Jesus. So it is funny because Jesus, God doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. But it what it stuck out said he had to pass through Samaria. Like it almost like he had no other choice to, which is which is strange to think that Jesus had to had to do that. Um, so we have to go through, we have to go straight through some of these areas in our lives, and so we have to ask ourselves, what are we avoiding, and what is it God wants us to go through? Like you were saying, to strengthen you if you're around something uncomfortable uh, or something new, um, like. You know, something, you know, something in church, like I wasn't always comfortable being up in front of people, but the more I did it, the easier it came. And the, yeah. the easier, when I surrounded myself with those people, those other kinds of people who like to be the life of the party or something, I guess that's something to do. It, it helped boost that kind of confidence or used to boost that skills that, that portrayed eventually. Yeah. So now I'm like super comfortable. Yeah, and if you go through something, you you know, you're not going to be the best at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, your first shot. I mean, unless you're some kind of prodigy, but even then. So, I mean, you have to go through it with the right mindset of, you know, I'm trying this or I'm going to learn from this and be able to take, you know, some constructive criticism on certain things. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, we can learn from, from some of those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so, you know, we're going to, uh, go down to verse 7, we'll go to verse 8. And so, well, so. Just real quick, oh, yeah. one of the things in this part, I mean, it, yeah. that stood out to me was, it's always interesting to me when I see certain things like this, um, the passage in verse 6, where it, in the middle of it, it says, um, tired as he was from the journey. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, I don't know, that kind of stuff sticks out to me. God, I, mean, he's full, I mean, he was fully man and fully God, and so he, it says, Tired as he was from his journey. Yeah. I mean, Jesus he, got tired. Yeah. I mean, he ate when he was here. He slept when he was here. I mean, he went through the same experiences. But just those things, like when you're reading, you know, through different passages and just seeing, like, yeah, he felt tired. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are, are, I've been there before and I'm, I've known people who they'll be just going and going and going and going and going and they might get tired, but they, they don't want to stop because maybe that's just the way they were raised to, to not stop or give up. Um, but I mean, we see, we see many times in scripture where (laughs) Jesus was asleep, you know, on the the boat when the storm came, we see here that he's tired. So he's going to stop and uh, stop in a place that his people wouldn't normally go through and stop. So we automatically know that, okay, something, something about to happen, Mm -hmm. you know, it's foreshadowing right here. So, (laughs) um, 
but yeah, so so uh, seven uh, says a woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, "Give me a drink." And so, uh, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. So, um, verse eight actually stuck out to me too. When Jesus was there, he was alone. He sent his his disciples. So, you know, we were talking about Jesus was tired, and he sent his disciples away. And so, sometimes we have to send people away. Um, not not in, like in a bad thing. Sometimes we have to be alone. And so, then he asked this woman uh, who had a questionable past. Um, that uh, we'll get into that, but this this woman he didn't know, uh, and we can go down further um, to like nine. It says the Samaritan woman said to him, "How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealing with Samaritans." And they would say this woman. Uh, we go down a little bit further. Uh, it talks about how she's had five husbands, and she's living with a man who's not her husband right now. So, take that, whatever you think it means. Um, so, this woman had a questionable past, yet Jesus is right here and asks her the simple question, can I have a drink? Or, give, you know, give me a drink. Uh, she's like, and so she, she's, after Jesus say, hey, can I have a drink? And she, this woman is like, who do you think you are? Like, Jews don't talk to people like me. Um, and, and often people are like that. People are thinking, like, doesn't Jesus... Jesus, Jesus can't use me. Jesus doesn't want me, uh, you know. And so there are people who who have that mindset. And but Jesus is like, hey, I want a drink, <laughs> you know. And was listen, Jesus wasn't using a pickup line on this lady. Yeah, he was just, hey, I'm thirsty. I'm tired. Can you draw me some water? Yeah. And we we see that um, uh, this woman is like, why are you talking to me? This this. This is weird. I bet she's looking around trying to find a hidden camera somewhere or something like that. Trying to, on a prank show. That would be a Christian prank show. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, in verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you uh, would have asked him, and he would have given you, given you living water. Um and it's, I was also looking at this. I was doing some studying on uh, some commentary on this on this scripture. Uh, it says, but traditional, uh, traditionally, rabbis wouldn't speak to women in public. Um, you know, I'm sure we can figure out why, but um, they would. He, the rabbis wouldn't speak with women in public, not even their wives, not even their own wives. They would they speak to in public. Mm-hmm. Yet Jesus came to break those traditions. Um, as we see her here, uh, you know, the, the office, the lady was surprised that Jesus was talking to her and Jesus was like, yo, uh, if you knew who was asking you to get, get, give me a drink, you'd, you'd be, you know, <laughs> you'd be, you know, really surprised and you'd be shocked what was going on. Um, did you have, you have anything on, uh, yeah, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Right. Uh, I mean, this is the start of, you know, that whole part of the passage. Everybody's. Right. With, but, right. You know, he's saying if you if you asked him, he would have given you living water. And so, stating that, obviously, she's gonna. I, I think sometimes maybe when when like either whether it's parables or whatever it is, I think it's always starting with a certain line or certain word or whatever that's mm-hmm. gonna make somebody go, "Wait, what are you talking about living water?" You know, and then it's gonna unfold 
Right. Well, we, and, and there was a, another scripture, uh, I think it's, I mean, it's in the gospel. I don't know what, I don't know exactly what chapter and verse, but um, the, I think the disciples are ask, asking him or someone's asking Jesus, why are you, why are you talking in parables? And it's like, well, so, so, so people can understand, you know, because in real life, if you use a parable on, on something, it's a little bit, it's easier to understand. It's just straightforward. So, like, if you try to explain physics or or whatever, like quantum physics, to me, it, it's, it's going to sound completely. You don't understand. I don't understand quantum physics, okay. but I'll learn. I'll have it ready by tomorrow. Quantum physics. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there's usually um, <laughs> UK. What reminds me? So you usually have these movies, and some scientist is trying to explain something, and then you have just some Joe schmo like English, please. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they break it down and like, like, like the office explained to me like I'm eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I think you're, you're saying this, uh, we, you know, talk about living well. Well, verse 10, uh, to bring that up. So when Jesus was explaining that he is the living water to this woman, the woman says, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Um, we have to understand that. This living water that Jesus is talking about, Jesus is not only the water, but he's the well, he's the rope, he's the bucket. I mean, he he's he's one that carries the water. He's the one that is able to deliver the water, um, and and he's one that holds the water. So, you know it. You know, I you okay, have you ever w- woken up in the middle of the night, like I don't know, three a.m. You're just so thirsty, and you go and get some cold water, and it's just like. It, that's it. Like mm-hmm. I can go to heaven now. Yeah, right. Because I, I had, I had, I had that water. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that too. Because I woke up the other, the other night and I was super thirsty, and I thought I had my cup next to me and I didn't, and so I had to get up and I was like, oh yeah, I, like I don't know, I chugged like two glasses though. It was so good. Yeah, but I mean, imagine if you were like it was back then. You woke up at three a.m. back then. You're really thirsty. Yeah. Well, this woman had, to, and if when this woman woke up in the middle of the night and was thirsty, she had to walk to this well. I don't know how far the well was from her house. We don't know that. But what's great about it is that because Jesus is a living water, Jesus lives inside of us. We have that living water already. We don't have to. We don't have to take this long journey to get the water. We. It's very simple to to get this water. You know. Um, and let's see. Uh, oh, and I, I also studied this too, and I remember uh, Pastor KJ, t- you know, telling the story. He went to the genealogy of Jesus, and so we look through here. It talks about uh, Jacob's well, and if you go through the genealogy of of Jesus, you go back to uh, it, it goes back to Jacob, and it then goes to his his uh, his sons, and it goes all through this line, and eventually it breaks down to where uh, Christmas time. I remember he broke it down as at the end. Uh, where they tried to stay was, you know, belonged to I think it was Joseph um, it, through his ancestry. But I mean, I, I don't know why he didn't know. I mean, he KJ broke it down. It was really it was like wow. Okay, so I don't know exactly what it is. But we see this well, Jacob's well, which is an ancestor of Jesus. So Jesus is sitting at a, at a well that, by um, I mean legal rights, based off that I mean would be his. Um, and, it, and it's crazy because you think about it, this well was in Samaria where these people were like, I don't want to say uh, excommunicated from, from the Jewish religion, but they were just, they practiced everything different. 
and because they weren't doing everything maybe the right way, Jesus was still present in this area. Um, so if you're not doing everything right in your life, Jesus is still wait right there waiting to give you that living water. Uh, and so it's it's really that's really good. Do you, do you have any you have anything else or uh, no not on that. Okay. Part. Um, let's see. Well, closed on me. Yeah. Um, so uh, verse third. Sweet. Uh, let's see. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Okay. So the woman is still talking to Jesus. She goes, "Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank it from himself." Uh, as did his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Uh, I mean, there's no really better way to, to say it. I mean, Jesus said it, said it right there. Cause, so we're, we're drinking water right now. I have a... a gallon jug and you have I don't know how what it's a half gallon half gallon half gallon jug and so it's probably less than halfway down um but you've been drinking like water for a long time is that all you drink now or yeah it's not all that I drink but I mean I I try to drink a lot I mean at least a gallon it's probably more than that yeah I've been doing that for a while um obviously because of that you know this this is uh really stood out just because you think of you know being thirsty like I'm gonna like I'm running or I'm, maybe I'm working out and I am thirsty. The first thing I want after a pretty good workout is I want to get something to drink. Or like you said, in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. I'm not even doing anything. All I'm doing is sleeping. I wake up and I'm thirsty. Yeah. So whether we're working out or we're just doing something like sleeping, we're gonna get yeah. thirsty. I mean that's just the way that we are. And and that is something that's interesting to me is I mean I know that this is another you know like you know the whole story inside of a story mm -hmm. or meaning inside of you know what he's saying, but just the idea of never thirsting or just the idea of, you know, not me, just not being thirsty. It's just, I don't even know how to. Yeah. I don't know how not, not to be thirsty. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's like, yeah, I all, I'll have this gallon. Jug. I've refilled this gallon jug several times and uh, I'll drink, I'll try to drink most of it at work. Uh, and if I don't get through all of it, I just leave it at work and drink the next day. But uh, there are times where like today, actually for lunch, I had a Coke zero and I'm like, I feel like horrible after, but like not. I mean, not like oh, I'm sick. I need to go home. And, yeah, you know. But it was just like I felt like drained and tired. I mean, I've been tired all week anyway, but I've been just really tired and drained. But the difference is when you start your day off with water and you drink that throughout the day without you know a break in anything else, without getting a soda or, um, you know, whatever, um, you. It makes you feel a lot better, and and so stuff, stuff I read about like water, it's better to drink just like a glass of ice water in the morning more than coffee, and it helps you wake up better. Uh, that's some stuff I read. I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, yeah, scientists. It's yeah. quantum physics. I'm sure. Yeah, like, totally. I yeah, mean, I mean, we we know Abraham Lincoln created the internet, so right. Um, I thought that was Al Gore. No, that was Abraham Lincoln. Abraham. See, people get it wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, but I mean, water is is something that you have to have for life. If you, if oh, you yeah. go too long without water, I mean, dead. Right. I mean, that's just, just it. Nobody can just go without water. Mm -hmm. Just like we can't go without living water. Right. I mean, there's a time, like three days maybe, I mean, at the most that you could last without water. 
And so there may be a time that you can go without living water. I mean, but eventually, just like everybody else, if you do not have living water, if you do not have water, living, you know, yeah. then you're done for. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you look at you look at almost everything in the world, and it needs water to any creature alive. Usually, it's water to also survive along with food, stuff like that. And so, you know, it's crazy. You look at plants. Plants need water and sunlight to uh, to thrive and grow and live. But if you don't, I've, I've killed many house plants before because I haven't watered them. And I mean, you, you just breathe on them and they can pull moisture. You, you killed a house plant? I, I did. Mean, that's got to be hard. I, I even had it in the windowsill above the sink, right where the water is. And that's crazy. We live, we live our life and we're like, how do I get this living water? Or all this, and my life is going terrible. And what am I, what am I supposed to do? But the whole time we have the water sitting right there next to us. We are, we are the house plant sitting next to the sink. And all, all we have to do is, I mean, house plant can turn on water, but you know, we, we, all we have to do is receive that water. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, if you're using the house plant analogy, you can, someone, someone will need to pick up that house plant and put the, get the water in there. So if you're wondering, okay, what do I do? How do I keep continue to grow? Surround yourself with those people who will help water you. Yeah. Um, with the living water, not not spray you down with a hose because. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> I mean, some some people need to be sprayed down. That's with, true. With that's a true. lot of water. Yes. You know, but that's the thing is, is like you those people that you know, there's a seed that's planted. You know, someone plants a seed. I mean. And later on, past this section, I know that we're going over. It kind of talks about that. Like, so yeah. there's there's a seed planter, there's a, a reaper. You know, there's there's different people that will do different things. Right. Some people are people that will sprinkle a bit of water. Some mm-hmm. people's method may be to just douse them with a whole bunch of water. You know? Yeah. But um, I mean, water is is essential. It is necessary right. for life. And then living water is essential for eternity. Yeah. Well, when you when you think of physical water in our world, there are you you know. There are sometimes things in that water that can harm you. Um, you know, so you have to have the clean water. The great thing about the living water is that it's already clean. You don't have to get a, uh, a purifier or anything like that hooked up to your you know, sink and purify that water. Because uh, could you take some living water and put it in like one of those soda streams and make it like fizzy living water? Oh, I don't know. Not that you need to. Living water is enough. So we, are you saying that we need to fizz fizz up the, the living water already? We need yeah. to jazz it up I, I would a imagine bit. just because water, it, like our water here, it's just so, you know, it's plain. That's why a lot of people don't want to drink it. Yeah. There's, there's no sugar. So there's, no, there's no flavors. Mm-hmm. There's no fizz. Carb, carbonation. So like or, all these companies are trying to put something in it. Just put high fructose corn syrup in it. And yeah. this is an anti-high fructose corn syrup I, I, message. I, but. I, read this, I read this article talking about, or I watched this video, or read an article about Dasani. Which is made by Coke. Well, they will put something in the water that will give that dry feeling in your mouth. Mm. So you buy more water mm. and you drink more water. I read it. I'm like, wow. I mean, yeah, from like a business standpoint, if that's true, then I it makes I mean, sense. Yeah, totally. I mean, you're probably not going to get yeah. Dasani as a sponsor now. Yeah. No. Dang. All right. But but with all the with all the additives in it, it's just. Trying to package it or label it or, or put stuff in it to make it more attractive mm-hmm. to drink or more, you know, appetizing to us. But like what you're saying is at the end, we're left maybe even more thirsty than we were before. 
Right. And that's what's good about this living water is, I mean, just in trying to do it as a comparison, I would assume that it's the best water you've ever tasted. Right. And I, once you have it, you know, yeah. you it's, it, else, yeah, so. it's hard to, it's hard to, in the physical terms, try to describe what this living water tastes like and what it feels like. Cause it's like, but you can't really explain it. I mean, you, you can, but I don't think we can, ex- we can explain it enough. Yeah. To that's know what I'm how saying. Great it is. Then we get the, the living water in our lives and then it makes us want to share that living water. You know, yeah. Cause you know, we mean, say we, we have the living water in us and we're wanting to basically go and, and, right. and, and garden. And, and, yeah. You know. Well, at the, at the end of their verse, uh, verse 14, it says the water that I will give him will become in a, in a, in him, a, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. I mean, so if you get this living water, there's, there's, there's no way you can, Really, well, I guess there there's a way you can prevent it from springing up out of your life. But if you take this living water, you live with the living water, and you do what you're supposed to do with living water, there's it's going to overflow, and it's going to affect those around you. Um, and so, uh, you got to. I mean, you also got to be careful who you surround yourself with too, because um, you know it can it can it can affect your 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 water. Uh, I mean, not necessarily. Um, you know, living water is is eternal. You know, yeah. it, but but it can uh, it can affect on how you use that that living water. So um, I have this last point. Unless you have another point, you want okay? It says uh, so. I want to leave the view with this. So, so where are we drinking from? So there are two wells: Jesus and the world. The world's well, uh, you will drink and drink, but you are never satisfied. You uh, you thirst. Your thirst may be quenched. For a moment, but just like the woman, you will have to keep going back to that well. And we get to the end of the story. Obviously, the woman accepts that living water. Um, she uh, she goes back into the sidecar of the town and starts explaining to all this all, all these people, and her life has changed right away. And you can see that um, continue to go down into to, to verse four or into chapter four um, when the woman goes back to town. So. Uh, you know, in, in, like, like we saw at the beginning, you know, Jesus sent the disciples away to go to go get food. So um, there are sometimes in our lives that we have to send people away to really experience what God has, what God really has for us. Um, it's always nice to share those moments and things like that with other people, but sometimes we just got to we just got to be alone and and experience what Jesus Jesus has for us. So. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. You have any last remarks, Mister Perfection? Um, I mean, I think this is a good passage. I mean, there's there's a lot to to get from it. I mean, I just hope that I mean, hope that I, whether it's at work or whether it's doing something like this or whatever, I mean, I hope that people see that living water. You know right. what I mean? Because just like with any kind of spring, you know, like sometimes you go into there was a even when we had all this ice and snow, there was a there was a pond in this neighborhood that we were at. I don't remember what we were there for, but there's a bunch of water shooting out of a fountain. Oh, wow. And, I mean, it makes a little bit of a noise, but it's kind of a relaxing noise. You know, mm-hmm. water, uh, it's kind of pretty looking, you know, shooting up out of this pond, you know, and it looks nice. Um, and everybody knows that it's there. And so, I mean, I would think that that would be how I would, you know, like, exactly. you, know, you know, wherever I'm at, you know, whether we're at, at church or not, you know, that people see, hey, there's something different or there's something yeah. So yeah. So you have to do is in your life, just 
turn on your sprinklers. What you got to do? Yeah. Just turn on your sprinkler, sprinklers in your life so that when you are uh, wherever you go, whether it be out to dinner or where they're at work, or even when you're at home, um, or even at church, I mean, make sure that your sprinklers are on because uh, we talked last week with Angel. You know, she she will come in and you know she'll she'll yell hallelujah and yell and thanks Jesus and cry out, and it, it affects you know it affects other people around her as you know Pastor Kimberly said. I have told her while on the podcast it it, it just affects the the uh, the excitement. You know, it kind of brings brings it up a notch, and so it was is is good. So, well, Mr. Perfection, thank you for joining us on the podcast on the mound. Yeah, thanks for letting me be a part. Yeah. So uh, before we go, let's just toast with our 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 water. Water. And uh, maybe we can uh, share some living water with those those around us. Uh, so you guys have a great day. It's a little bit longer uh, episode than maybe I think last week. It's going to end up being a little bit longer, but I hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, and so hopefully we'll continue to get some more guests on here. But uh, if not, then you're stuck with me and my voice. On. All right. You guys have a good night. Enjoy the rest of your uh, week. Enjoy your weekend. And if you come to Zion, I will see you there on Sunday.